Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. Today we are serving up the sweet goodness of the Mandalorian cereal. That's right. If you have not been to the grocery store to pick up your Star Wars Mandalorian cereal, where have you been? It comes with little baby Yoda marshmallows. And it's such an easy, simple you know, recipe that uh, it's basically just Nick and I tonight. My name's Matt. I'm always joined by my co-host here. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. Um, uh, so, is is it like C three PO's cereal? You know what i had th- I had thought that when I was like in like the first bite that I was going to take from it, I was like, "Is this going to be like C three PO's?" Oddly enough, not as strong on the citrus taste, but it does have a citrus taste to it. Okay. It kind of reminded me of Kicks. If you look at the little, that's what I. It looked like Kicks, yeah. but it but it doesn't taste like Kicks. It it has a little bit more of a fruit. Um, you know, it's not too heavy on the marshmallows there. You know, it's not like lucky charms where it's like every five bites is like 20 marshmallows, but, um, delicious. And then on the back it, uh, there's a a little numbered, um, little artwork. So this one shows number 11, the child. So, um, I assume that it might tell a story or it's a collectible thing for those of you that are out there doing that Matt, you imagine like 30 years like somebody's got i got the whole back of the box collection of the, of the baby o's they're worth five thousand dollars <laughs> you know what uh you don't know how true that is my my dad is is quite the the hoarder and um helping him move this uh summer he had boxes of larry bird on the wheaties box like from like the 90s he was like on some I was like, dad, he had like a garbage can full, like, you know, like sealed and everything. And I'm like, these are never going to be worth anything. <laughs> he kept him that whole damn time. Like, I don't know how many times I moved this sh- stuff around. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about my dad's failings as a hoarder. Mm. Uh, I told you that story. Like I had all, like, all the uh, episode one McDonald's toys still in the little plastic thing for the Happy Meals. I had all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. And then like a friend of mine like came by in like 2007. You know, he's like, why do you have these? Do you really think they're going to be worth something? I'm like, it could be. You don't know. <laughs> like, I know it's episode one, but they could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All of the, the Star Wars collectibles that I have and the little pieces of things that I've saved. Um, if If my wife ever goes through it when I die, she'll just be like, I'm throwing this out. Like, of course, at which point my kids will be like, no, we got to keep it. Um, so, but, uh, you know, I mean, I think as a star Wars fan, if you, if you collect, if anything or held anything back, I mean, it, you, you get a little nuts about it because you're like, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't know what the thing is going to be. Uh, you know, the, those last issued Star Wars action figures who would have known, you know, I mean, they were like basically bottom dollar discount toys at some point. And now they're, well, that's, what's funny. Like you look at even, you know, this, the sequel trilogy toys and most of them did not sell well at all, uh, especially the last Jedi toys. And that's, what's funny is I remember seeing a picture of like, there was a couple, like there was like a whole row of Rose mini figures that no one was buying. It's like, now you give it 30 years. Those rose figurines are going to be worth like ten thousand dollars because nobody ever bought one. It's like I have the one rose mint figure, you know. Like, and you're like, see, that's why. I don't know about rose, but you know, I'm just say it could happen. You know, just because yeah. it's rare. It's like you know, like a hammerhead or something. You know, it's like you. Know, oh, sure. You know. Um, speaking of 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 toys, though, um, and and you are a Lego uh, aficionado mm-hmm. uh, with a, with a large pretty you know vast star wars lego collection yeah you you have ordered the cantina the cantina is that I correct yeah it's in the box you, have the, it. You, you, yeah. you haven't put it together yet though no i'm not going to put it together anytime soon uh because it is a, a big set and you know the house i'm currently renting uh i just don't want to put it together to have to take it apart and lose pieces so it's right. like i'll just wait you know until i get the actual house i know i'm gonna live in for a while and then i'll put it together because my i have two visions in my head of what I want to do with Star Wars Legos. I have some that I just want to put on shelves, but I want to build a complete uh, huge reenactment of the Battle of Hoth, so a lot of white bricks, and then I want to have a basically a whole Tatooine scene table. So you know, Jabba's Palace, oh. the Sales Barge, the Cantina, 
uh, Obi Wan yeah. and uh, Onan Baru's uh, houses. I want to have like uh, you know the uh, the sand crawler. Is I want to have like a whole Tatooine thing going. Is, is there a, an Owen and Baru's Lego set? Does that not an it? official one? I have seen oh, okay. designs out there where you can get it and build it, but they have oh, not. You know that it's coming. I mean, they just they just yeah. came out with the uh, Obi the Obi Wan hut, which right. you know, obviously they're they're coming out with Kenobi as a show. So, um, I, but you'd think. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I think in the last five to seven years, Lego has really shifted its gears in how they're selling Legos now, especially that the themes to adults. Because <clears throat> it used to be, you know, an X-Wing was just an X-Wing, and that was it for the, in the Lego brand. And now you, uh, they have the uh, the series, the collector series Legos that are very to scale, very detailed. But, you know, they're expensive. They're like $200 plus for everything that you buy. But they're an adult Lego. And then now if you yeah. look at the X-Wing, it comes out for a kid. It's like, it's a little bit smaller. The pieces aren't as detailed. Like the, the, uh, the guns are very short sticks. They're not as long as they used to be. Like, so it's like, Oh, I see what they're doing now. It's like, Oh, do you want the, the, the adult X-Wing or do you want the kid, right. the X-Wing that you can play with? Well, in the, in the, the adult version, um, they're kind of like the architect kits mm-hmm. where, where it's very like just specific. It's not really uh, meant to be minifig, you know, Right, I mean, they don't have many figs that go with them or anything like that. No, the adult ones do. Oh well, oh, they do. They do. Some of them do. Uh, they're especially like the X wings and the B wing, and they're they're made to where the it will fit like perfectly oh, okay. in there. Yeah, but they because if you ever notice some of those, they're the they're smaller. The mini will still sit in them, but like the the, mm-hmm. the planes are much smaller. I think yeah. that's right though. But like you look at you look at the uh, Land Falcon, the well, yeah, sure, one, the Falcon which I have one. that one. I mean that you can fit them side by side in the cockpit, and they're all yeah. you know perfectly in there. You can fit all four of them basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I have that one as well, which I have not put together. I've had that one for two years, just sitting in the box. Well, uh, talking about the the long game, you know, my my son has has been wanting uh, this Gorilla Walker Lego set. Oh, right from from Last Jedi for for quite a while, um, and so uh, before. Basically, you know, because shopping for Legos is like watching the stock market. You're like, okay, is it is it hitting the low? When's the low? Okay, because because I gotta buy it then. And if it gets discontinued, well, then you're you're SOL, you know, because you're you're trying to to get it for as cheap as you can, even though you know that it's discontinued. So I had done something kind of like that with that and, and it's been sitting back there and then just recently you know because the mandalorian's coming out that's why we're here to talk about the show mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh you know he's like oh i want the razor crest i think mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask santa for the razor crest now he knows that we're santa mm-hmm. at this point but you know he's still yeah. like, he's got his he's got his top you know wish list there and i'm like well, you know, you don't have an ad at, so <laughs> just trying to like. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's you know the the last ad ads that came out, the true ad ads, they came out in two thousand fourteen, I think, and I have two of those. But then the new one that got released this year, yeah, it's just slightly bigger than those because oh. in, in the in the two thousand thirteen or fourteen ones. The uh, the the Adat pilots sit uh, behind each other, like one the front and one directly behind it. Then you have General mm-hmm. Veer standing behind those two. Whereas in the new Adat, they sit parallel uh, side by side, like they would. Oh, in the like movie. like in the movie, yeah. So yeah, so it, it is just slightly bigger than huh, the, okay. the older ones. So that's why I had to get it. I was like, oh, I'll have you know that one be like the one in the middle if I build the Battle of Hoth, you know, and then the other two can be on the sides, like one like uh, with the rope going around its legs, and then the other one with its nose down in the snow or, or something like that, or stepping on Luke's speeder or you know yeah some kind of action scene um did you watch the lego masters tv show on fox of course yeah yeah well because they had the the star wars episode yeah it's a good episode that's the only one i still have in my dvr is that that episode i loved how the the one group did the um the explosion in the snow Mm -hmm. where it was kind of like you know red bricks kind of coming out you know as Mm -hmm. a as an as an element you know i thought it was just like a really cool way of like you know um showing off the snow and like the di- you know the mm-hmm. mixing up with the white bricks but 
Oh that, my God. I mean, that's funny how everybody wanted that one. Everybody wanted to do Hoth because it's the, the mm-hmm. cool, iconic scene. But they they did. They ran to the problem with it. Like, hey, yeah. it's just too white, you know, other than that mm-hmm. one little area. And whereas in like Crate, which is exact yeah. same thing, but because you have the red soil really yeah. made it pop. Mm-hmm. You know? But that was a yeah, great, yeah, great it was. Episode. It was Crate. Yeah, the, there was two 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 groups there. One did Hoth and one did Crate. And I think the indoor couple. <laughs> There's four. And then there was Endor. Yes. The Endor was the third one. The one that did create, I think they're the ones that came up with the explosion. And then the other team kind of mimicked it or copied it in a way. Um, But uh, anyway, it it was a cool way of, of kind of, uh, you know, setting up a display or, you know, know, doing Hoth and, Mm -hmm. and uh, anyway, that stuff aside. And, and, you know, maybe after the show, I'll, I'll show you, the, the the kids lego section because that was a, a weekend project i painted uh, a big we have a big long table in my basement I mean, and they're addictive like um <laughs> one like yeah like so the first set i didn't finish it because then i ended up moving to california and i took it all apart but i had a mm, i can't it's basically the three by three section thing and i was i had made i made a whole topographic map and i digitally had created it just the uh, the escape pod scene from oh. uh, from a new hope. So I had I didn't have R two or or C three PO in it. I just had the pod in the center, and then I had all the uh, the crawlers with all the sand troopers around it going. Look, sir, droids. I wanted to recreate that scene, and so I had all the dunes and everything in the sand. I was like, this is so cool, you know. And, and I still have That's it. Awesome. It's all bagged up though. But yeah, yeah, bags and totes. So, um. Anyway, we should we should get on to the the main event, which which is the Mandalorian. That's that's kind of why we were we were gonna get together and talk tonight, and and it's hilarious because I'm always like, oh, let's let's do a tight hour show, and then you and I end up talking about Star Wars for half an hour before we even record. So exactly. Um. <laughs> so. You've seen both the trailers. Um, yep. And I didn't want to do a, a, a beat for beat. Of, of every single scene, but mm-hmm. what were some of the standout things that, that kind of, um, you know, made you like take, take note, like, Ooh, that looks cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it just kind of, it picks up right where we left off. It felt, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that we knew at the end of last season that he's on a mission to return him to his kind. So to me, the trailers are kind of setting that up with little glimpses here and there of like, okay, yeah. who can help me? Um, right to really find out where because we don't know anything about Yoda's species. You know, it's like where do they come mm-hmm. from? Like, uh, are they all force sensitive? We don't know. And so there's a lot of yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knew season two would be a research project? Right, you know, right. But I really think I'm hoping anyway uh, that this season is really in the the vein of Star Wars that I love, and that it's down in the dirt, it's down in the nitty gritty, mm. uh, because that to me is one of the things that I like about the original trilogy is that you're dealing with real people, even though they're all fictional. But like they're, you're dealing with no one special. You're not dealing with senators. You're not dealing with the royalty. You're dealing with just right. people who are trying to survive, and that's the way the Mandalorian kind of uh, is. Is that you know you're, you're dealing with the scum, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, I'll, if you're, if you're an OT Star Wars fan, I think that the, the lived in real world aspect of Luke being a farmer and, and mm-hmm. this idea of, of kind of the quietness of space, you know, or, or being on a planet. So, um, you know, that opening shot of the, um, the ship, the, the, the razor crest, you know, it has, it's clearly like damaged, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of flying past this uh, planet that looks like Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I, I hate that I've, I've already heard this from, from somebody. This was a fan theory. And like, ever since then, I'm like, Oh, but I like that. That sounds really cool. Um, was that possibly that could be the planet Endor? And he, oh, he's yeah. actually going, yeah. And he's actually going to one of the moons. And I was like, Oh, that, 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 that could be pretty, pretty cool. You know, um, I think, you know, the, the scenes that we've seen so far from, from both trailers, it looks like they're referencing, or they're at least showing us these planets from, you know, I mean, it looks like it's Tatooine, you know, at some point, cause we see a Bantha and we, well, we see a Bantha think that it might... well, in the first one, um, yeah. oh, right. we, we, 
yeah there's that weird lineup where like it looks like the bantha is actually talking with like the words or something like that so but yeah um but then we also could see that ice planet which you know immediately we're like okay is this hoth and then the other theories being that it's ilium which mm. would be uh, yeah would i makes sense yeah i'm usually kind of against returning two planets we've seen but yeah if it was mm-hmm. ilium or uh felucia how you say it like i mean any kind of uh planet that we really have not seen a lot of time on i'd be like oh let's let's explore there we don't have to keep going back to tatooine all the time i right. do think we are going to go to tatooine though uh because there's one really quick glimpse of looks like two uh i never say them right gamma gamorian gamorians gamorians look like they're doing like a a uh ultimate fighter scene or boxing there in the ring. Yeah. And that looks like that could be like a Jabba palace type situation or something. Oh yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that. Cause I, I, you know, the Gamorrean, Gamorrean. uh, guard, uh, you know, or just even the, 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 as a creature, that was the first teaser that Favreau had put out for season two is that he had shared, uh, some artwork or some sketch of, of that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Gamorrean fighter. So, you know, it, I definitely feel like the the images that we're getting are going to be from the first couple episodes. Hmm. And, you know, that would make sense that perhaps he's going to someplace in the underworld to look for uh, a way to find either his people. Because the second trailer, it sounds like he's trying to find his people as well. Um, that oh, he's his, lost. Yeah. yeah, he that he's lost his Mandalorian Mm-hmm. Uh, well, connections. Most of, yeah, well, most of them that he knew probably were wiped out. You know. Yeah. Right. So. Um. So yeah, I mean, whether the the ice planet is Ilium or a new planet altogether, because clearly in the second trailer it's showing, uh, you know, the the Razor Crest crashing and just basically, you know, is this is this the crash that leads to the dilapidated, you know, scene uh, that we see from the first. Who knows how those those marry up? Um, but they, we also get X-wing fighters, which yeah, is that, cool because it's just like boom. That was the one thing that actually kind of really made me think when I saw that because you know we're clearly in the New Republic era now, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you have X-wings chasing down the Mandalorian. So it's like, you know, you you don't think of them trying to enforce the law or whatever like why are they chasing him that that's something that really intrigued me it's like oh yeah, I mean, you understand if like uh, if, uh uh scout troopers you know are chasing them on the speeders and like they're slamming right. them against the bricks and i mean the side of the cane or something like that makes sense but uh you're like oh why are x-wings you always think of them as the good guys it's like why are they chasing him yeah i mean it it also makes me think like is he in an off unauthorized place oh right you know um the the scenes in which you know you mentioned the speeders which i from the first trailer that was the one of the standout moments for me was just seeing those speeder bikes jumping off of a cliff you know uh and and they're they're the white speeder bikes that we've seen kind of Mm -hmm. toys of or lego versions of yeah man and there's other been other speeder but to see that other kind of style Mm-hmm. and and how it's just launching off um and then to get that second trailer where we actually see the troop transport going over the cliff which um connecting the dots here like clearly there's there's some type of a what i felt like a prison break happening that would make sense hmm. because you oh. have ah. like in the second trailer like you you see um grief carga right um and the and then you also see cara dune in the in the driver's seat there and then the thing that made me happy that i back back to yeah (laughs) back to the um but the blue yeah the blue yeah the blue back to like is and i that makes total sense too because we don't know much about his background um other than he was a, a highly prized bounty in the first episode and right. that would make sense from your little theory there of like oh because he was clearly frozen in carbonite so yeah he had to be thawed out and maybe he was in some kind of prison uh, for the new republic and they're breaking him out because he has some intel that they need to get at that would make total sense 
Yeah. So, uh, not to and, step, but step on your theory. But no, yeah. no, that's okay. I mean, cause I was, I mean, I was kind of just piecing those, those two elements together there. And then, you know, the cool moment for me, or at least, you know, when I've rewatched the second trailer a couple of times, you know, the part that gives me chills and gets me excited is just like him launching off that cliff with the jetpack on. Yeah. And, and you hear the music come in and hearing that little bit of that, that trill, um, and for that to give me chills and excitement as a Star Wars fan, it's like this thing has legs on its own because like that's not John Williams, you right. know, and that's that's not George Lucas, you know. This is this is something else and and you know, what's what's great with you know, the TV Star Wars that we're going to get is that it's really opening up the box of toys for all of these directors and writers to come in because, you know, I felt like, and, and, you know, you and I have talked about the, the Disney era and the things that we hate and are frustrated about with mm-hmm. the, um, the sequel trilogy, um, which if anybody wants to know what the first 30 minutes were about, about yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's Nick and I probably trying to fix uh, those flaws. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, in some ways they left the the box wide open with no direction um, for the, the the sequel trilogy. Um, And, and what I think that the, the TV show, at least for right now is, is, you know, like I said, they're able to bring these directors in um, with different visions and styles and let them do their own thing with that material, you know, but that they're all still playing on the same, painting or the, the same tapestry they're not you know like oh we're just going to introduce totally new characters mm-hmm. in this one episode <laughs> and the next person's <laughs> just got to figure out whatever to do with those characters and i'm going to break some rules and um right so um anyway we're, we're not here to crap on that um the cool moments though and just that that the part that like i said gave me chills was him launching off and then thinking like, all right, you know, this, this is, this is clearly some kind of a, I thought a a prison break. Hopefully they're not trying to save baby Yoda here. Um, You know, it's, it's like now that they, they've lost the IGU nurse droid. (laughs) It's like, you know, the, the setting up of the story for him, um, the child and, and what, what he's going to be doing during, during these scenes, you know, I mean, we have to have memeable moments as a society of Star Wars fans. <laughs> like the, the memes were just as popular as the show. I felt like last. Oh yeah. Last I mean, cause you have, you have, I have spoken <clears throat> what for the first two episodes or mm-hmm. like that. And everyone's like, yes, I have spoken, you know? And then all of a sudden you have, this is the way. And then, you know, yeah. I, I have spoken is just forgotten about now. It's like, no, like it's yeah. the way just constant. Yeah. It's even in the, the trailer. Yeah. Know? Um, as a as a kind of a reaffirmation, um, one um, one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on here with you is is kind of like where we think certain character arcs might go in this season. You know, mm-hmm. where we think maybe uh, what we think might be in store for big picture wise, and you know, I mean, they're predictions, so it's just throwing spaghetti at the wall here. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that John Favreau wrote six of the episodes. Wow. So, uh, which it is cool in some ways, but it's also cause I know that Dave Filoni only did one. So mm-hmm. that really makes me kind of go, Oh, so does that mean all the cool or the characters that I think a lot of people are wanting to see or think they're going to see, are they only going to appear in that one Dave Filoni episode? Cause he technically oh. <clears throat> knows how to write those right. characters that you might see. And, <clears throat> And specifically, we're talking about Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano, but you also have, you know, uh, Bo-Katan, uh, maybe. Correct. <clears throat> and yep. uh, and Sabine. So it's like yes. you could have all those because those, I don't know if he owns the rights to those characters, but he would know how to write those characters. Uh, no, yes. And, and especially just making that leap from, I feel like, animation to real life having him behind the helm for those those episodes that's probably a good a good indication of when they might appear but i can also see you know 
at least from watching the the behind the scenes, just like how much hands-on he is as a writer and as a creative force. So, you know, I can see where other directors, even though Favreau may have written, you know, I could, I could see him getting other credits or accolades along the way, like uh, Filoni being involved. Um, Cause so I, you, go yeah, go ahead. Well, okay. Well, I was going to just mention the Bo-Katan thing. Um, yeah, that's what on, I was going to tell you too. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they have great minds there. Uh, on IMDb, they have Katie Satkoff listed. Right. right. So. And I, I think we're going to get more. I would think we get more of Bo-Katan than we do Ahsoka uh, this season. If, you know, uh, just because I think with the introduction, introduction of Darth Saber, the very end of season, uh, yeah. her character makes total sense to give some, background to the novice viewer has no idea what dark saber is what it's about uh and who has had throughout time you know and who it belongs to uh so i think uh that's gonna be an important little tidbit or scenes and with her character at some point in this season she will always be starbuck to me always be starbuck yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) i'm just i'm just so excited as a as a a long time uh, bsg fan it's just like Oh, you got your Starbucks in my Star Wars. <laughs> yes, finally, it took long enough. Um, and I know that Lucas was also influenced and inspired by BSG and just how they they did that as a show. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was I think his long term plans as far as you know he wanted to do a live action Star Wars show because he's like we're there. You know, if start if you know Battlestar can do this, you right. know we can do it. Um. So, um, so yeah, it's totally excited to, to, to see her <clears throat> reprise that role. And I don't know if the, the Twitter rumors that I saw are true um, about there being a spinoff show with Cara Dune and Bo-Katan. I don't know how or why that those two would be together. So take of it what you will. Um, and if... You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's all of these rumors about like, oh, this is going to be a show and this is going to be a show. I'm like, OK, yeah, I mean, when, are the, when are these checks going to be cash, people? Because I'm I'm just waiting. <laughs> well, I'm never a big fan of those type of things. You know, it's like mm-hmm. even though I'm sure uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will probably be good on Disney Plus. It's like one of those things like, ah, you're taking two characters that, and, you know, seeing what sticks. You know, I think it'd be the same thing with Bo-Katan and. Cara Dune. It's like hey, it but, could be good, but, but is is the rumor about them being on a show really uh, an illusion or something else that we're getting? Ah, like like it's not necessarily the show is the the Bo Katan, um, you know, Cara Dune story, but maybe it's I, I don't know. I mean, I just um, and then we also are getting Timothy Oliphant this this year, which we don't know who he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is in the season and uh, Michael Bean. Hey, Michael, so, yeah, Michael Bean. Yeah, which he's been in a ton of stuff over the years. Um, and it lists um, it lists him as or it lists uh, someone as Boba Fett. So whether or not that's that's true, because IMDb could be wrong about that. Um, hmm. Uh, I yeah. I don't want to see Boba Fett. That's that's just me. I that's, probably, that's your biggest. That's your biggest pet peeve. They have a hard sell for you on Boba Fett. No, I don't want to see him though. I don't. No, like, no, but yeah. you're gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. Yeah, I, or at least someone dressed in his armor or something. You know, I just i I love Boba Fett like a lot of people do. Um, I think he was an interesting character, but it's one of those things. Like I was saying before we hit record, like less is more, and I think mm-hmm. the mystery of Boba Fett is just good. You know, and I, I you know, I mean the Sarlacc. I, I like just believing that he survived the Sarlacc pit, but I don't necessarily just need to see him after that. It's just kind of like cool. He lives. I'm good. You know, but let, they really made they had to blow it completely out of the water if you're going to sell me on Boba Fett coming into this series. What I would what I would love is that this uh, Tamora uh, Morrison, like you know, I know he's on the show, but he's also played Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I would we'll love, Rex. Yeah, I would love it if this Bo- Boba Fett rumor is actually like false in the fact that he's playing Boba Fett and that he's actually going to play, yeah, mm-hmm. Rex, and that we actually see him post post Jedi events 
um, maybe even with Ahsoka. Yeah. Squee if you want to. Um, but the the I here's what I would think would be very interesting with Boba Fett and to keep up the mystique is that if they continue to keep this like is he alive or dead by having someone in the Boba Fett outfit like got it from the desert mm-hmm. maybe maybe who who knows who he is <laughs> is he the original person that was in it that died in the Sarlacc pit or is he someone else? You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, like I think that would be interesting. Um, so that, um, you know, you could have this duel between the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. I think that like as a, as a Western motif would be a, an awesome kind of thing. If they could, they could pull this off where, I don't know. And, and I'm just, I'm just throwing out, these are just my, like, you know, <laughs> things that I think would be cool or, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, to keep the mystique of Boba Fett, like, you know, what if, what if Timothy Oliphant is behind the, the, the mask and then you find out like that's him. And, and as a star Wars fan, you're like, well, that's not him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, uh, because I think it's in the comic, there was a person calling himself Boba Fett, but it was Jodo cast. Is that, it's been a while since I remember the, the Jodo cast or Jodo cast, uh, storyline. So don't don't roast me on a Mandalorian <laughs> roast. <laughs> <I don't>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, they as, as a as a, sto- as a story idea that would be kind of an interesting like gotcha kind of moment um, or red herring. Um, it, it's probably and hopefully going to be something that we can't think of. Yeah, that those are always um, the best. Like when you think you have it completely figured out and then it's like oh yeah. that was no is nowhere near close you know mm-hmm. the um the other aspect um that i thought was kind of interesting in the the trailer and from what we've kind of heard is that this does pick up right after the events however when he's coming back or when he's coming to um the town to meet with grief Karga and, and uh, Cara Dune there in the second trailer, grief Karga is clearly older, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's letting the gray show, right. you know, like are they, and I don't think we're going to get them in the first episode. Honestly, I kind of thought that yeah. that was more of like a third episode, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they appear or maybe second episode. Um, That's what I figured too. I, I, I I think some time has passed because even like with the jetpack, that made me think, oh, if he's learned how to use it now, because you know he didn't know how to use it in the last episode, so some he had to have yeah. practiced or used it in between here and there. He had trouble landing in the in the in the last episode. He just got it. He had yeah. his belt knocked and rocked. The best that he could do was like he jumped basically straight up. Yeah, you know, shot the thing on the on the you know tie and then. So, um, and then successfully landed. That was about, about it. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious though, as uh, you know, the grief cargo because of the look and it just mm-hmm. really feels like a way to say, you know, maybe, maybe he gets stranded on this ice planet and, and they're actually there a while. Yeah. You know, so um, I mean, who knows how fast they're going to age Baby Yoda? Because I mean, nobody wants him in his teenage years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just whiny, just using the force <laughs> like whenever he feels like it. Go to your room. <laughs> he would be eating the the Mandalorian cereal, uh-huh. you know, just using the force powers. Are you on a box of cereal? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, when do you think we're going to see Moff Gideon? You know, like when what episode do you think he appears? Like, because he he definitely was the the big bad. Right? Ah, I think if I was doing the show, I'd almost have him like like a Vader type, and just have him in like little bitty scenes, mm-hmm. but never interacting with the main characters until a certain point. But you definitely see his motivations of like what he's doing, you know, or I don't know something like because I yeah, but I think we'll see him and maybe a few scenes early on. I don't know. They they kind of shoot it differently than that than like a serial. So 
Uh, I would say at least by episode three. Yeah, I I definitely don't think that we're going to... But who knows? Maybe maybe he's on the hunt and we have to see him pursuing like Vader did in in Empire, you know, like like that he's searching for, um, you know, Mando as well. So, mm-hmm. of course, he doesn't have the force to call out to True. things. Yeah, we saw a lot um, more Tie Fighters though, so he's definitely got people. Yeah, so we we did see that, and also in the the uh, one of the trailers is the the Tie Fighter or the cool like, yeah the landing one Tie Fighter yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, like whoever thought of that, you know, tip of the hat. That oh was, yeah, that was some really smart that was, thinking. Yeah, there's always things I thought of as or older too because you know you, you see how a wings and x wings and all them land you're like well that makes total sense but you never see a tie fighter land so it's just like oh it's just hanging there you know on that ship and then it's like that's the dumbest design ever it's like <laughs> how do they land you know and then you're like oh the wings float out like that's cool okay yeah i i want to see more ties do that you know like mm-hmm. transformer those things you know like um before before I, I, I make you think about another character, I'm, I'm going to just make you think about this commercial break. So, um, cool. yeah, I know, right? That was a, a real smooth way of transitioning. Um, where, where do you think Cara Dune's character goes through through this season? Is it is it that- kind of like knowing that she might have a spinoff? Are you thinking like she kind of like there for a moment and then like peace out? Well, I, you know, because she it- stayed she stayed with. Um- Carl Weathers. Uh, yeah. And so I would think that in some way he probably took her under his wing, you know, and she might be learning how to become a businesswoman or some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you've, you've done, you know, the bounty thing. You've done the soldier thing. He's like, and you know, how to right. take care of yourself. Now let's make some money, you know, like, you know, or maybe she right. could even be like his main enforcer. You don't know what her role is, but they're clearly have a mutual respect there. Just from that scene where you see them approaching the both and shaking hands. Um, so I think it, especially just in at least that episode, they're going to be business partners and they probably will mm-hmm. be throughout the season. I would think, but uh, when I was, when I was rewatching um, there, there was definitely like, if you, if you watch her episode, the fourth one, Mm-hmm. sanctuary um she kind of has an allusion to like kind of like the stuff that had gone down so i'm kind of wondering if we're going to get a little bit more fleshed out about her her backstory at least you know mm-hmm. like what happened in her past to kind of leave it all behind i um by the way i love the turn like when when he does go back to her and he's basically like you know he's trying to he's trying to sell her on this you know mission and then when he says that it's it's in, imperial, you know, and like that that switch of you know flip of a switch where she's just like, you know, mm. yeah, I, I don't know, I just like she's in, you know, it's like oh, yeah. it was very it was very Han Solo esque, you know, like the the whole like Luke saying like, well, she's rich, you know, he's like, right, like, okay, uh, you know, I just like the fact that like she was resistant about doing any of the the bounty work with no, um, no reward yeah. is worth this, but uh, <laughs> I I would be curious though, like. So, like, one of the tragedies of the show Firefly was mm-hmm. with Book is that he clearly worked for uh, the corporation, they call it the Alliance, you know, uh, if you watched Firefly. And yeah. because the show got canceled, you never found out what Book's backstory was and why he had those connections with what they considered to be their enemy. And what if that was some kind of twist with her? as well because she was clearly a rebellion shock trooper or jump trooper yeah. whatever and like what if she did her bit for the rebellion but there is a falling out there you know and mm-hmm. but you know she has enough connections but she's also not with them but she's not against them she could really be this scorned soldier you know who has no family whatsoever and you know Carl Weathers and the Mandalorian are her family you know but she I could some... I could see her being like basically kind of a little bit uh yeah like scorned like you said maybe even from the alliance because perhaps something went down and she got blamed for something and then right. you know mm-hmm. and then she just felt kind of betrayed by them like a subcontano um, but she's still anti-imperial like right. there's just that like Yeah the empire the empire is still her main enemy 
and she yeah. doesn't hate the rebellion and the new right. republic, but she's not really for them either. You know, yeah. it's like I could totally see that, um, and I could see that you know during the prison break scene, or or if that's what mm-hmm. happens, you know, the whole chasing. She's in the cockpit, and she knows how to. She has some old rebellion codes, or she knows something to to change the the tide of what's going on. You know, it looks like, um, and that that last shot, like I I kept talking about of of him going over the the um, canyon there, you mm-hmm. kind of see the lava river. So it makes me wonder if this prison is actually on that planet. Maybe. Yeah. Do you like those extreme climates for prisons? <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense if the if the Imperials have a, I mean, you know, basically that city, um, and I'm blanking on these names, so just... <laughs> but the, the city that they're basically located at on this planet, um, you know it only had so much Imperial officers there, but then they, they upped the ante when they, they knew that the child was there and that, you know, Mm. um, so what if there's another Imperial settlement still on that planet? I mean, they haven't clearly like, you know, removed them, but, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's like, maybe it is just another planet and it's a, a completely new, um, I'm all for them going to planets that we've, we've not seen. And, and staying yeah. kind of out of the, you know, it's like, I don't need to see Geonosis like on the, the sixth episode or something. I don't think we'll ever see Geonosis. Cause that's, that, I think the Geonosians all got wiped out. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, cause that was kind of one thing I always thought was, I mean, I understand Lucas wanted to have the happy ending with return of the Jedi, but in real, in, you know, realistically, you know, the empire would still be, even with the emperor being dead would still be, yeah. uh, active yeah i mean they would basically become warlords like i mean they have like you know all of this you know stuff at their their command and if you have enough force to take you know siege of a city or you know force taxes upon the region for yeah yeah the region yeah the regional governors from the former empire i mean you know it's like taking over it's you know oh who's going to protect you the alliance they're not here but we are and if if we're not here then all of these scum and villainy are going to come in and and raid your towns oh by the way we paid off the scum and villainy to raid your town (laughs) right right you know what i mean like like it's just that it could it's that incestuous that they're just kind of warmed in so um, that that was one of the uh, i I think that's something they do i would like to see set up it would make more much more sense in that um where is the new rebellion? Uh, Where's the new Republic set up? Like what home planet are they? Like what parts of the galaxy are now part of the new Republic? Which parts are in control of the empire? Because that, that was one of the things that the only of the new scenes from return of the Jedi at the end there, the celebration was that, you know, they're, they're toppling over statues of uh, a Palpatine on Coruscant. I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me the heart of the empire, all of a sudden, like the whole city, the whole planet just flips. It's like, Oh yeah, we're on the good side now. It's like, I don't think so. I think, you know, but I mean, that could have been yeah, happening well, in the future. You have no idea. It's just a scene. Right. But, but, uh, I always, I always liked the, the, uh, envision and, and, or the, the way that they kind of made Coruscant look in Dark Empire, the comic book series, because mm-hmm. Coruscant is just laid to waste and it's just like kind of smoldering. And, you know, I mean, it's still a city planet, but, um, and this is, this was made before we even had seen the prequels, but I always, yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially like Coruscant would, would be like a civil war hellscape, I would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, well, that's some cheery thoughts there. <laughs> um, but I, I guess, I guess, cause if they're going to, I would assume at some point, it, depending on how many seasons the Mandalorian go, they're probably going to show some seeds of the resistance, you know, and yeah, in the first order and things like that. Uh, I would think it would be beneficial if for at least chronologically with the overall star Wars story to show that of like, Oh, here's where the new Republic is. Here's where the, you know, the empire is, you know, and then you know, show where something splits off or just something. And they don't have to get really deep into it, but at least. Yeah. They just show us a map like on lost, you know, it can right. just like drop down. We can take a screenshot of that. We can kind of know that the, the, the regions are in, in disarray still. Mm. Um, the, um, the one planet that we do get a glimpse of, and, and we haven't, we've 
we haven't talked about this this part of the trailer at all um the first trailer is is this Moncala that, that we're seeing the planet uh where the Moncala mari come from and then you have the um squid people what are yeah, they called uh, yeah. yeah squid people corin corin there we go yeah i i still have useless knowledge in their people um but it looks i mean there's several of them in that whole sequence uh i mean the only people that are not corin or uh Moncala, mari i think and is like basically the the mystery woman <laughs> and uh the mandalorian um, which it's like, well, how did he not see her? <laughs> but there might be some other species in there, but it, it definitely looks like a water planet. And um, it would be Which really be cool, cool because yeah. because we've never seen that planet before in, in live action. Nope. Um, it's It's been an animated a lot. Um, they like to go mm -hmm. there and in, in comic books. But yeah, I think that would be a, an interesting it's it's hard to understand like what is he in search of because it's such an open question and and uh you know where this is going to lead him you know is he going to get a knife and have to like hold it up and <laughs> i hope not sorry sorry no no MacGuffins. Uh, okay no MacGuffins. Mm -hmm. the whole season's a MacGuffin of trying to find his his family what, well, what's that, the end goal here well i mean you know you, you know you know that he's been rescued and as a child by a death watch. We also know that Bo-Katan was part of death watch. So that, I think that's a really good seed there, you know, and if we, yeah, do, that's... If, if he does go to uh Tatooine, you know, if we're right about the boxing scene and all that, that's a yeah. place where you could see the Boba Fett armor, at least like, Oh, we dug this up mm -hmm. out of, you know, this dead, uh, Sarlacc pit. Uh, you know, but like he's, you know, that's mean like he's probably tracing down any rumors or legends of where any Mandalorian is. Uh, hmm. And of course, Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian, but he, he probably doesn't know that. Yeah, um, I I always thought the Tatooine aspect, and I just associate it with because they they introduced the Amy Sedaris character, um, who's basically you know uh, Ridley from. <laughs> she really was yeah in some uh, ways, yeah yeah um i i always kind of felt like well you know i feel like we'll, we'll see her again um possibly i mean she'd make a good babysitter but she charges a lot so she really does i don't know i mean i'd be fine if she's just a one-off like character i mean you know i'm i'm fine if like some of these characters that that we even were introduced to in season one who knows if bill burr is going to be invited back yeah but <laughs> you're like I doubt it. I don't think I we'll would, see I, any of those characters. Like, I think um, even uh, Clancy uh, said that he hadn't been asked to be come back at all. Right, I had seen that as well, and so, but that it still makes me wonder though. Like, okay, like there's there's going to be more. So you know, what's a season three where these these people like are actually like in control and trying to trap him again? I mean, it, it'd be cool. You know, it doesn't have to happen. I'm I'm fine with these one off adventures. I think that was one aspect that we were frustrated about when we watched it through, you know, like, and, and yeah. dial, you know, well, it's just cause like it felt that the first three episodes were written to be like a one movie type thing or at yeah. least one arc. And then you had the other three that came after it, which were just standalones that really could have been put anywhere, you know? And you're mm -hmm. like, Oh, like that's all it is. They're like little missions, you know? Yeah. And then the last two, of course, uh, fit together and you're like oh okay so you had five good episodes uh and mm -hmm. then three that were like oh, okay i mean i didn't hate them but they just yeah. weren't uh so so i could see these first three if, if we follow that same similar formula let's say that um you know he's he's off on an adventure trying to going out into space whatever gets into some trouble with some rebels, you know, crashes on a moon, you know, like basically uh, is delayed in some, some way. Um, well, I like, okay. So we didn't talk about that, that scene yeah. yet, uh, which I assume it's, that's, that makes sense too. Like the one where he uses the sparrows again, you know, on his arm. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that actually might be the same scene where he's actually watching the boxing match. 
And yeah. he's doing business with someone just trying to find some kind of information about, hey, where can I find Mandalorians? I mean, I'm just assuming yeah. that's, that's it because this guy might have some information. But because there's such a large bounty now to find Baby oh. Yoda, mm-hmm. that that's where they betray him. It's like, you know, you shouldn't have brought him in here. You shouldn't have done all this, you know. And then, of course, that's a little bit of humor we see from the what, the first trailer of Baby Yoda slamming the, the lid forward, yep. you know. Uh, <laughs> then you actually see the outcome in the second trailer of him using it. So the key, he's already a quick learner to say, like, oh, that thing's lit up. Some crap about to go down, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I like, I, I like that. Yeah. I, could, I could see that, like, the first three episode arc, just him trying to do it on his own. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to locate it. But everywhere he's going, he's running into problems, and he can't yeah. solve them himself. You know, and it's, that's what pushes him back to get the band back together. You know? Yeah, no, I mean that makes sense, and and that would that would check out with his character. I mean, he's he's he is kind of the the loner that we just want to like. Come on, man, this is a this is a team sport, and he's just like, it's okay, I'm gonna do it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, and it's only until he's like at his rock bottom, he's like. Okay, guys, I guess you can help me out. Okay, I was trying to figure out, I was like, where do I know that voice? And he's a total Batman voice going on. There. Yeah, yeah, total <laughs> like, Batman voice. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I'll try not to hear me. Much. Yeah, but I mean, he does have that kind of like, right. like, I mean, that is the Batman, you know, Mando kind of motif is is the, you know, I'm going to go it alone, man. You know, can't tell me what to do. The road's my leader. No, no um, Matthew McConaughey. I guess so. You just gotta keep living, man. Like you, you know, just gotta keep. Just gotta, on, you gotta get in your ship, man, with your little buddy. You know, <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> right. uh, you know, you know what I like about bounty hunting. <laughs> what? Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Good I, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is, is baby Yoda just stays the same age. Yes, yeah, um, he really does. Yeah, he does. He does that. That see that I connected it. Yeah. Um, if you just knew this, if you just knew his, his species race, you could have said that. Like you know, you know what I like about those blah blah blah. I get uh, older. Yeah. <laughs> he stays the same age. Oh my gosh, that is too, too weird. <laughs> um, okay. One um one aspect uh about you know the 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 Moncala scene though that still remains who is the mystery woman like is that Ahsoka Tano but that isn't Ahsoka Tano because she's clearly doesn't have you know the Mondrells and is is this Sabine but she doesn't look you know Sabine has more of an Asian look you know just like in her design and Mm -hmm. facial features um is this somebody else that, that is just, we won't know. Um, yeah, I, that's, a, that's actually a very good question. Um, I've been, uh, I'm trying to think of it from more of a character motivation thing, you know, mm-hmm. cause like why would Bo-Katan or Sabine be on a water planet? You know, like what would, right. what would put them there really? You know, I mean, um, I could see Ahsoka being there more than any of them just cause like it's, it's going to be a, a rebel Jedi friendly planet that would probably keep her concealed. Because uh, mm-hmm. why would she be there? I could see her being there, but like you said, though it from the character's silhouette, it doesn't look like that would be her. Yeah, well, and I mean, she clearly doesn't like she's not orange, right. you know, with markings. But you know, the other thing is, is is this a projection? Mm. I mean, we're we're in this era of Star Wars now that and and I mean, it it always happens. Like as soon as you open the the lid of like, oh well, Jedi's can do this. It's oh, like, oh, you mean that kind of projection? Yeah. <laughs> I never, well, that would yeah. make sense. That would make sense why she all of a sudden disappears too. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't project herself as Ahsoka because she would not want to put herself out there because she feels hunted. Mm-hmm. So she. Now, wait, you mean this... you you mean force projected or do you mean like? Yeah. Oh, so like, like the way I understood that was is that that requires such a connection with the force to do that right. is that it will most likely kill you if you do it, yeah. which is one of the reasons why Luke passed away, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm not to shoot down that. I mean, I can no, see no, it happening. No. I'm just, so. I'm Hey, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm all about the crazy ideas. You know, I still <laughs> want Boba Fett Mando shootout, you know, high noon. That's what I um, said, high noon. Yeah. That's what I, when, you, when you said earlier, I always said, high noon. yeah. 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 Uh, 
Well, anyway, I mean, I don't, I don't know who, who she is. I would be fine if, if she's somebody different altogether, but uh, somehow connects, connects him back to uh, either Sabine or I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting how they're going to weave this. Cause I, I can't see a scene in my mind where it's like, okay, here's Ahsoka, here's Sabine, here's, you know, Cara Dune and, and here's Bo-Katan and here's, you know, like I, I can't see like a war room kind of like scenario where they're all together. So I feel like he's going to meet them in different ways, perhaps, or at different times. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I've got for that. Um, are we going to see any, uh, like new force powers from baby Yoda? I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. I, I started to say, uh, think of this earlier, you know, there's another thing I didn't like about record. I was less is more. I didn't like mm-hmm. it in the the sequel trilogy where it actually explained force healing. You know, I didn't like that she said, "Oh, I transferred a little bit of my force to them." You know, it's like no, like just have it be a power like Baby Yoda did. I'm just gonna put my hand over it, do the magic hand thing, and I'm gonna heal you. You know, like that. that that's all yeah. that needs to be done. I don't need to know why. It's kind of like we were talking about if Lucas had made his explaining metachlorians in this micro world. It's like I don't mm-hmm. want to know the if, ands, and buts. I just want to imagine it the way I want to think about it and let the mystery be, you know, and yeah, uh, that's what I think is best. So, I mean, if I do see some, some cool force powers from baby Yoda, I just want him to just be naturally be able to do it and everyone just be wild and then just accept it. Yeah. Transformers. Oh uh, no. Like electricity. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know. I can't do electricity. That was another thing that bothered me not to go, not to go back to really the sequel trilogy too much though. Uh, but I was reading another <laughs> article about that as well is that, you know, up until now, if you read anything about Sith lore and all that, is that it really took a very practiced and focused Sith to channel Force Lightning, and then all of a sudden, for Ray to do it in the last film, I kind of didn't like that either because it was like, oh, it's just because it was a way to set up like a clue that she's a Palpatine, you know, that oh, only yeah. he really has that power, and I was like. Uh, do they really? Did they ever read anything Star Wars before? Like you know, so it's like little things like that that bothered me. But sure, not to crap on. Um, sorry for everyone out there, not to crap no, on. No, no, no. I, mean, I mean that is. I mean that is. You know, um, what one of the things that we've talked about too um, is not not playing well within the the universe. Um, uh, I was just trying to think uh, the you know like other powers that the baby Yoda could do that would still be kind of peaceful or, you know, it would be kind of funny. I could see them doing something funny where he's sleeping, but levitating, yeah. you know, like yeah. floating around, you know, um, you could, it could be really simple too. Cause it could be like something like a force jump, you know, cause he's so small. Mm-hmm. It could be something like, yeah. Oh my gosh, he just leaped a whole building or something, you know, like, yeah. cause you don't expect it. Cause he's always like, like Yoda, he's very slow. He's very small. And all of a sudden he mm-hmm. just, you know, launches, you know, a hundred feet in the air and then lands for his own safety. And then that's it. Then he goes back to just being like, okay, I'm tired. Yeah. You know, like it can be yeah. something like that. And I, I mean, that's all you want. It's just like, Oh wow. Right. He is powerful. He just can't use it right now very well because i mean the, the yeah. whole fire thing was great i mean oh yeah you know the slow-mo of just like i'm struggling Arr! and then just mm-hmm. knock him out <laughs> like i mean that was great that's all you want you know <laughs> time to research um, yeah. yeah no no totally um i'm just i'm trying to think of any anything else we we have uh talked about um thought about i mean it's um excited about seeing you know, I mean, I don't things that I don't want to see or things that I, I suspect seeing. Um, I could see Ahsoka because, OK, a she is she is one person that has a weapon mm-hmm. that can actually battle the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I, 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 I kind of think of that as like, OK, this is going to be the big showstopper ending is is actually seeing, you know, it's like they didn't pull out the Darksaber until the very end last episode i could see them doing something similar like or the episode right before you know and one of those kind of game of thrones moments where it's like oh it's the the you know um the the episode right just before the end where we get to see like this this action go down between um sabers it's yeah i I was reading a just a quote by dave filoni yesterday for yesterday which made total sense and it kind of reminded me of the same thing with uh uh, Garth Jarrett, who did uh, Rogue One. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that he he had said, 
you know, so some people had been pushing him to put more Vader in Rogue One. He was like, no, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. He goes, because, you know, you don't want to overuse him. You know, you just yeah. want you want him in the key moments. And I think that's kind of the same. And that's the same thing I felt that a Dave Filoni was saying with Ahsoka is that, you know, when he yeah. thought of her, he didn't really intend for her to be the big character that she has become now. Uh, he's like, she was just meant to be, you know, Anakin's uh, Padawan to help him to become a Jedi Knight. You know, and so he goes, I, you know, I've probably written, he goes, I've probably written more stories for Ahsoka than I ever meant to. But uh, he goes, but you know, it is what it is, is what he was saying. But, uh, and so that's what I'm saying. Like he, considering he only wrote one episode, uh, which is episode six of this season. uh, Mm -hmm. That's, that's where I assume that we'll see her is in episode six. But yeah, I just, I could see her protect, you know, this is what I don't want to see. First time we see live action Ahsoka, you better not kill her. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, like, like seriously, like uh, the the hearts you're you're toying with the hearts of children here. <laughs> yeah, and and a lot of uh, a lot of fangirls who you know, um, my daughter included. <laughs> she I mean, is, I, you know, and I, and I think, and I don't think that that would happen. Not not in this season. I mean, that would, that would be really detrimental. I mean, you're, you're introducing oh, yeah. a character who has a lot of, you know, potential, you know, I, 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 I I'm curious yeah. if, if Rosario Dawson knows the pressure that she's under to nail that. She, character. well, she had campaigned for it too. I know she campaigned for it. I mean, she definitely has the physique and the look to do it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, you know, I heard Ashley Eckstein for years voice that character who has that high pitch uh, and then just that witty banter that Soka has. And so if Rosario Dawson doesn't get somewhere close to that, I'm not saying she has to nail it because it's going to be impossible right. to do, but if, he, if she doesn't have that same charm, then it's not going to work. It's kind of like how the Clone Wars Anakin to me is Anakin, you know, whereas sure. in, whereas yeah. in you know, Hayden Christian, you know, bless his heart, he tried his best and he was probably dealing in an uphill battle with George Lucas t- to make that character have any kind of emotion. But, you know, Anakin in the movies is just okay to me. Uh, yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like the, the Anakin in the cartoons is Anakin to me. Whereas in, you it, know. Yeah. I mean, it, she does have a, some big shoes to fill there, but I'm also, I'm also totally open for just like I'm, I'm wanting all of these writers and directors to, to play in the, the sandbox of star Wars. Oh, yeah. I, I also don't want a character like this to be like, okay, we used her here. And then that's, it. you know, like right. I'm, I'm still, okay. you know, fingers, fingers crossed holding my breath. Like, you know, that we were supposed to get another animated series with Ahsoka and Sabine on an adventure. And so mm-hmm. if, if this is an intersection and they're doing the Marvel thing where it's basically like, boom like mm-hmm. here's the mando and baby yoda they're they're on their storyline a to b and then you know they're just intersecting with with them great you know that would be that would be awesome because then you could you could totally set up or connect this to a potential show where they're they're out there looking for ezra right you know which which is what i i still you know i still want to see more of that family unit what would, and, you, what, um, what would you do if you saw Ezra in this season? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. That would be kind of pretty shocking to see Ezra already. Like I, I would think that they would keep the mystique of of where he is and and what I mean. That seems like that's, you know, I don't want it to be a, a search for Spock um, show, but you know, I think even even even. Um, even even post rebels and this was just you know me talking with my kids and us kind of making up story storylines of what happens to Ezra after because you know there's just that big question um, and I I'm sorry if if I'm getting spoilery with rebels here <laughs> so so uh, just kind of skip skip ahead if you haven't seen rebels but you know Ezra disappears and you don't know what happens to him and it sets up this search for him I always felt that you have some kind of enemy mind thing happen with Ezra and Thrawn because it's also been said that Thrawn is not dead. 
Right. So you you set up a situation where it's basically Thrawn and Ezra all crashed on a planet, like surviving, you know, not knowing when he's going to betray you, you know, playing games with with Ezra's mind, you know, and then so have a storyline going here while you also have the other B storyline or, or A or B, whatever you want to do of the week. But you have the search going on for trying to find Ezra and, and so you're you're still kind of tantalizing and, and actually setting up the character. So it's not just like a how I met your mother scenario where it's like, well, by the time we got to season six, we finally found him. <laughs> He's old with a beard because he got stuck on a planet with a different time zone. The time now. <laughs> the gravity, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like like, oh, is he aged up? You know, they they've never done that in Star Wars, but like like a Star we, Trek, uh Star Trek generations type thing, or he's stuck in the yeah. ribbon, you know. It's mm-hmm. been it's been a thousand years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um well uh I feel like we could we could continue to 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 talk about Star Wars, but I was I was trying to keep this show to just about an hour. So and um mm-hmm. you know we'll be back of course to talk more Mando um you know once once season two starts and um we have time to to watch it with with yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so uh, at this point, I'd like to go ahead and, and thank the, the people that make this show possible, uh, mainly the, the Jay and Jack Network. Uh, if it wasn't for, for them and, and hosting us and doing this show, uh, we wouldn't be here. So you can go over to jayandjack.com slash Amazon. Shop all your Star Wars Lego needs. You want to buy one of those really expensive kits? It throws a couple pennies our way. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Um you can also just become a patron member um, or um, by going over to the janejack.com you know, website there. There's a patron link there. Um, donate to us if you want to. That'd be great. You can send us feedback at, uh, let's see, it is theforceswelldone at gmail.com. Uh, send us send us your emails, thoughts about Mandalorian, you know, your, your predictions. You know, the great thing about the prediction is that you can be totally wrong still love the show uh, unless unless you're an extreme lost fan and which case god help you um anyway uh there's a couple patrons that we'd like to thank uh and of course they are mandalorian themed i I worked so so hard on these guys so uh, i'd like to thank the patrons that make this show possible specifically baby tack aka the chocolate that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh no wait Eckhart Razorcrest Richter, huh? And Ed, wait, what did I have for you, Ed? Ed, I'm sorry, I, I totally flubbed your name. Just, just can't, just Ed. go ahead and cancel your patron level, Ed. Yeah, I, I would. I, I think I had something, Ed, the Cara Dune card carrier. So I, I was thinking that you were in love with her or something, and you were carrying a card for her. I don't know. Let's go, Chris. Ed, that one's for you. Mandalorian armored Maggie, now with jetpack Joanne. That's oh, right. uh-huh. <laughs> and grief Karga Greg, thank you for doing what you do for making this show possible. We appreciate it. Um, this was a great show, right? It was okay. <laughs>